The weekend's here and we're picking up the tempo today, Sunday, getting ready for the new week ahead. You're listening to the original Anchor Station providing tech talk tips and observations. This is Avi Uniglick, your tech concierge, and I've been providing remote room service to clients around the world and supporting on-site clients for over 30 years. You can contact me anytime at www.askavi.com on Twitter at A-S-K-A-V-I-E. Our open buffet of Tech Gourmet Q&A is still fresh and going strong. Grab your favorite beverage, put on your comfortable headphones, and I invite you to be part of the audio show. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Just call in, comment on any segment, offer up your own tips, suggestions, or ideas. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. If you've never called before, what are you waiting for? Stay tuned. More Tech Talk tips coming right up. Yo. What's up? I'm new to this app. Zubair, what is up? You know what? I'm glad that you called my station, and I'm glad that you took the initiative to do so, and I want to let you know, when you're new to the app, the first thing you want to do is call into stations and let people know that you're here. It's a great idea because the stations that already exist for a while have the opportunity to introduce you to new people. Now, one of the things that you could certainly do is when you call into a station, let people know what your interests are, what you're going to be doing. And because you left me with very little information, what I'm going to suggest you do is take a look in my episode section. Down near the very bottom, you will find my daily guides to anchor. I have five different episodes. Each one has several segments. Some have more than others. And I took the initiative based on recommendations of many of my friends here on Anchor to produce a guide. Now, that guide was produced at version 2.0, which was the very first version of Anchor here, version 2.0, first version of 2.0 anyway. We we were in Anchor for over a year with version 1.x, and then when 2.x came out, it was very different. So people requested a guide because it was so different, they weren't certain how to use it. Uh, became a radio-style format, and I then produced that particular guide. So that guide's still about 80% accurate. And if you go through that, it'll give you a good foundation so that you can learn the additional features, which I also have in this area. And you'll also find some great tips over on Anchor Talk. My friend Dr. Dan has a tremendous episode section where he breaks down many of the different components of Anchor in a very organized way based on episodes one through as many as he has at this point. So it's a great idea to get a foundational background on how Anchor actually works and how you can take best advantage of it before you really get started. So you can create a, you know, a basic foundation, a blueprint of what your station is going to be. Now, you may have a couple different uh, motivations here. One, you may be just checking Anchor out 
and wanting to listen to the different stations. You may not really have a motivation to broadcast, and that's phenomenal. You don't have to. You want to get a foundation on how to be a listener, and that's in episode or my daily guides to anchor day one. That way, you'll get an idea of what to do and how to listen. On day two, you become a broadcaster, so you have the opportunity to start to learn how to broadcast. And then I just build on those two foundational days in days three through five. So check it out. If you have ever a question about how to use the app, you come back here, you ask up, and I'm more than happy to help you. Okay? Great to have you here, Zubair. And thanks for making me one of the first stations you called in. Hey, Avi, this is uh, Car Gonzalez with Thriller Podcast. I wanted to ask you a question. I noticed that uh, when I listened to your episodes, you have a fantastic voice. And I wanted to know, did you develop that over time? Or was that something that um, you just had natural ability with? Um, I'm trying to figure out what my voice is, but it's just very hard. uh, And I just wanted to hear it from the best. Thanks. Bye. Well, Car, thank you very much. You know, I never really... Uh, practice the uh, radio thing. It, it's a it's a matter of repetition for me. Uh, I guess I was given a, a natural uh, voice tone or timbre quality, and uh, that helped to make it easier for me. I, I don't have you know a, a type of voice that that's difficult to uh, you know understand or listen to. But I do have a, a South Philly uh, type slang, so some people. Uh, hear that. I mean, I don't hear it myself. Uh, well, I kind to. You know, if I listen to someone with an English uh, brogue, I certainly hear the difference in my tone. But, uh, you know, I, I just tend to want to project my voice when I speak, and I do speak loudly more so. I think part of that is because maybe I, I can't hear as well as I'd like to. Some people say, well, why are you talking so loud? Avi? But uh, yeah, I, I, I have more of a, uh, a projecting type voice and uh, I appreciate that. But no, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I always had a love for the microphone. That, that was the key for me. I, I, when I was a kid, uh, we had uh, a neighbor and he had a garage and back when I was younger, the CB set was really big. I don't know if you remember the CB set, okay? But it was basically a radio that had uh, was basically a walkie-talkie, but much more powerful. And truckers had them in their trucks. They had base stations in, in buildings in different locations. And that had a large antenna outside their building. And from that capability they were able to broadcast and I had a walkie-talkie so uh, I loved to engage with the the guy that had the garage across the street and we called him Big Toonie and I was Little Toonie and uh, we used to talk back and forth so that was my first engagement back when I was about six seven years old with the walkie-talkie and the microphone. So I got familiar with holding something in my hand and being able to talk. You know, a lot of younger people today don't have that. You know, they don't have a walkie-talkie. They don't have technology that allows them to speak. So 
One thing is to be able to at least feel comfortable with a microphone and then speak into it and then project your voice. So if you can do that, I hear a great voice in you, uh, Carr. I think uh, you have the ability to sound much better than I do and have the ability to simply project your voice. So the, the key between doing a radio voice, in my opinion, and doing just a standard conversational voice is speaking up projecting and knowing what you want to say and getting that information out. As long as you have the confidence to project, which a lot of people I think have difficulty with, they, they don't really want to feel like they should express themselves. They feel uh, maybe bashful or whatever. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, and I'm older, okay? So I, I'm pushing 60 years old. So from all of the experience that I've had in life, I feel like I have a, a sense of uh, entitlement because I'm older to be able to express myself in a, in a way, but that, that's not true. You know, everyone has the ability, even a baby can express themselves and they have the natural voice. That's what makes Anchor so fantastic. So I uh, appreciate you getting me to think about this. I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about it before I started recording, so I've just been rambling, but uh, that's my two cents on that. And... Uh, Hopefully, it may have given you some insight as to what uh, took place in my background to be able to get that projection to go. All right, my friend. Thanks so much. Uh, VKT here, man. Uh, just got a quick question here. Do you know when the iPhone X launches? Uh, I've been keeping up on that. I, I, I don't want one, of course, because, you know, not just for the money, but I'm content with what I got, you know. But... Uh, what do you think the uh, iPhone X will do just for the, the tech world? I mean, do you think other brands will start the model or off the iPhone X, or do you think it'll be the vice versa where the iPhone X could become just another stepping stone to whatever Apple or just a Samsung or any phone company produces in the future? Thanks, Avi. Appreciate it. KT, pre-orders start on October 27th, Friday, and the shipments start Friday, the following week, November 3rd, the iPhone X. Uh, certainly one that people should review before they make a purchase of any phone. However, I've got to tell you, if you're doing the iOS platform, you have to look at that phone carefully compared to the 8s and even the 7s because while it is a futuristic style with regard to the camera in terms of the other features you know what i think the google pixel 2 is a much superior design technology wise and when you say or is it going to become a pattern for other companies to follow apple in general has always been the technology leader however in recent years a lot of their stuff has been duplicated, copied, and enhanced so that it is becoming a stimulus for other companies. But the 10, I don't know if it's necessarily the design model that people are in, really in love with. I'm not a fan of the camera placement on that phone. I don't believe they took advantage of the real estate of that screen in an appropriate way. While they have the footprint of a standard size iPhone 8, 
and giving the screen real estate of an eight plus, it really is not that. It, the, the way the camera is designed and the way the technology around the camera, when you hold that phone in landscape, it cuts off on the edge. That to me is, is a problem. I don't know why. Uh, for most people, it's likely not going to be a problem and it wouldn't be a problem for me really, but it's just the concept that Apple would have designed it like that that bugs me. I'd rather that sucker be a little bigger and cut off in a rectangular format so that it wouldn't intrude on the actual layout of the display. So that's that's me. Uh, I have to check it out. I have to look at it. Is it worth a couple hundred dollars more than the iPhone 8? Who knows? Uh, I have to see. But I won't make a decision until that phone's available in the store so I can look at it, touch it, see if it's exactly worth the investment. So that's my two cents on that. And, you know, look, Samsung, Google, number of the companies have some tremendous technology. Of course, they're Android platforms. So the key ingredient here with Apple is their iOS. And iOS has been the leader in terms of app development because it's a sta standardized iOS platform. It's a platform that is the same across each of the devices, wherein Android is different on many of the different manufacturers' you know, platforms. So it's difficult to write an app for an Android environment, or more difficult than it is in most cases to develop and push out for iOS and standardize your app. So that becomes the issue. And as a result, let's see what happens. October 27th, pre-order. Go for it. This is a segment I entitled, Have You Noticed? I've been experimenting with shorter station content, shorter number or less number of segments, and getting the station completed earlier in the day so that in the beginning of the day, the station is close to expiring any of the older segments from the previous day. And what this permits me to do is have the station seem to have a more current feel and also to allow my listeners to get through the station quickly, not have as many segments they have to deal with. They can listen through the entire station, know that it won't burden them for more than a few minutes, and as a result, perhaps make it easier to consume more stations. And I'm wondering, what do you think about the concept? Do you prefer to have a station that has many more segments and consume more of your time? Or is it easier for you to deal with multiple stations and be able to listen to many more because your time commitment here on Anchor is limited and you'd like to get through the content? I'd like your opinion because I can go either way. I just want to see what you think and what my listeners think because you always need to check with your listeners. The station is about the listener. It's not about the broadcaster. And if you can provide the content that your listener is interested in and answer their questions and give them what they're looking for, then they'll come back. If you don't, they probably will go somewhere else. So I'd love your opinion. It's very important to me. And please, let me know. Have you noticed? Avi KT here. I love that, man. Now, I think your engagement level... I don't know too much about that, but I'm pretty sure you're pretty engaged. Uh, but even if you're not, and you say you're not, 
the process of being a white content creator and a listener is huge. Not only is it huge for engagement, but it also opens up your station to various windows. As far as my strategy, um, I, yeah, yesterday is the only exception. I had, I just, t- to these first two days that I made the top 20, I just want to shout out people, you know, do the big things, just thank you guys. But then usually Monday through Thursday, I'm pretty much, well, at least on the Kevin Touch, I'm pretty much made it to campus, just a couple fired up motivational things, updates, and I'm in bed. I mean, that's how it rolls. Uh, nothing big. The Anchor Nation is just uh, promos and stuff, except on Thursday and Friday when, you know, and Wednesday night when the promotions come out, it starts firing up. But uh, more of a light content creator myself, but I do occasionally, but I do occasionally like today and yesterday, have those days where something big happens and it's a good, good idea to shout people out and just uh, say thank you. But other than that, yeah, I'm more of the uh, light content creator. Love engaging with people and clapping and you know, giving them content like you. Like this morning, I gave you the uh, Apple, the Apple uh, X, the Apple, the Apple iPhone X, and uh, gave you some content there. But yeah, I like to give people more content. It's a, it's a good strategy for sure. Hey, it's working, and you know what they say: whatever you control your own ship, and when you control it, and it's a beautiful thing, keep it up. Hey, Avi, I did ask Anchor this. Um, they answered, but I still don't get it. Uh, mainly because, well, I use Talkback, and I don't get it. So, I add comments as, what is it, popovers or pop-ups or whatever, um, when people do comment on my stuff. Now, what does that exactly do? And can you provide an example? Again. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'll get it at some point. Anyway, take care, have fun, and be blessed, and have a happy Sunday. Sarah, thanks for calling in. And you know what? Being visually impaired you don't truly get to appreciate what popping up actually does because when you check off a comment in your comment section what it does is it appears over top of the segment while it's playing so where the comment was inserted it jumps up over the content or it tries to estimate where it was and it shows up on the content just like a balloon would on MTV or something like that. So if I don't know if in your mind's eye you can visualize a balloon pop-up of the comment showing up over the segment when it's playing, that's exactly what it does. And uh, when you don't check it off, it just remains in the comment section for everyone to see. And there's a highlighted icon in the lower left corner that allows people to know that comments exist on that particular segment and when people tap on that they can read all the comments but if uh, the broadcaster elects to check any specific comment off it will be highlighted and featured in the actual segment if people are watching the segment as it's playing they'll see that it pops up now many people listen uh, passively to anchor and they don't look at their screen while it's playing but uh, And for those, they would not see it, or if it's playing on Bluetooth, they wouldn't see it. Uh, but in the case where you're watching your screen, that would show up, and that's basically what happens. And I just learned from Kevin Touch, because unbeknownst to me, I used to think that the only way a comment would appear to the public would be if someone chose to highlight it by checking it off. That's not actually the case. The case is... Every comment is visible to the public, and the ones that 
the broadcaster chooses to highlight for pop-up. If he checks them off or she checks them off, they pop up, but they'll still be visible 100% to all viewers that are coming to your station. That's the answer. Hopefully that clears things up. And if you need more clarification, if it doesn't make sense, let me know. Thanks for calling in. Avi, hello. It's your clarity. For me, if somebody were to say, what is the feature of Avi's voice that uh, makes him stand out for you, Paul? I would say it's your clarity. Now, I must admit that the word projecting didn't come to me. But I think that's because the wonderful thing about you, as far as I'm concerned, is that I can hear every single word. I don't have to replay you. And that's good. Anyway, my friend, it's been way too long since I've said hi to you, and I just hope you're keeping it very well. Sir Paul Omani, fantastic to hear your voice, and your voice is crystal clear tonight as well. Very happy to hear that. That's a great description, and I'm glad that you can hear each and every word. That is my objective. Regardless of how it comes across, whether it sounds loud, soft, if you can hear the clarity and it's acceptable, you are achieving my mission, and I certainly appreciate that. Thanks for calling in, Paul. Always good to hear from you. Thanks.